0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty, a resource to equip and encourage leaders to make disciples who make disciple makers. I'm your host, Chris Swain, here with Robbie Gallaty, the pastor of Long Hollow Baptist Church, founder and president of Replicate Ministries. Today on the podcast, we are talking about some incredible new information, really kind of based on a book and from an author, Matthew W. Bates. I've never heard of him before.
1: Yeah. He's Is actually he's actually a great uh, he he's actually a guy who's written a couple of books and and, a great, and again I wouldn't say I agree with everything this guy writes. Oh really? No, I would say that right out.
0: Right you out say of the often way. this term, you have to uh, eat the meat and spit out the bones. Yeah,
1: eat the fish. Yeah, eat, eat the, the meat. fish. Well, eat the. I meat. don't like fish. Eat the meat.
0: I don't want to eat the fish. You
1: don't eat any seafood. You give me fish, I'm that's like your, I'm not taking any of that's it. That's the problem.
0: But I think what we need to do is explain what I'm currently wearing today. Yeah. Right. This is abnormal for the podcast. We normally, <laughs> we normally do not talk about the attire on the podcast. Right,
1: but you lost a uh, friendly lost, wager.
0: We had a friendly wager. As, since we're Southern Baptists, we can't say bet. Yeah, we don't bet. I didn't bet. No. But we, cast we, did, we, we, cast, <laughs> we cast lots. We cast lots. We had a friendly wager with a friend of mine named Vic Green. Right. And uh, it was about the, the greatest team in the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys, playing against Debatable. a fairly yeah. subpar team. Actually, uh, a team that didn't even have its quarterback. The team didn't even have its quarterback. And they were still lost. All they had were the refs and their team. No, oh and my God. Usually, so Cowboys can overcome that. Yeah. But they could not overcome it this week. They could not overcome it this week. Let me I mean, stop you right there. Jerry here. usually can pay the refs, is all I'm saying. Right, Apparently, he's shorter than Well, wasn't week. at home.
1: That's, y'all normally pay him at home. But, oh, okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. So
2: we're,
1: <laughs> uh, but before we start, let me just say one thing. We need to encourage you to do something for us. They, they tell us this helps the podcast, the ratings, and really gets the word out. Would you take a moment and just rate the podcast for us? Now, we're not asking yes. for five stars.
0: I'm asking for I'll go ahead Although, and ask for five stars. Okay, well,
1: let's ask for five Okay, but we want you to
0: rate the podcast right.
1: and just put a review on iTunes or yes. uh, wherever you get your podcast. Spotify, Spotify. A lot of
0: people get them from Spotify. Okay. I get them from podcasts. Yeah, do us a favor.
1: Do that real quick.
0: That'd be awesome. So more importantly, let's lean into the topic today. The topic is gospel allegiance, and uh, it's an interesting topic because I I don't have any idea what it's about. Okay. So why don't you explain to us? <laughs> Why don't you explain okay. to us let me what tell you, the gospel allegiance is? Okay, let
1: me tell you what, I, what I'm talking I about. I know what
0: allegiance is. I have the allegiance to the Dallas Cowboys, for instance, right. just as an example. If yeah. I were to align myself with a team, right. it would be the Cowboys.
1: If you were. What are you talking about? And
0: as I wear the jersey of shame today. It's, I, a, great, I, it's a great segue. I, it is a great segue because my allegiance is, is torn. Every fiber of my being is in disgust right now with what I have to wear.
1: Right. But here's the thing about it. Uh, you are so allegiant to the Cowboys. That every year at the beginning of the year you think they're going to the Super Bowl. I've known you now for four plus years. Yes, and that's every true.
0: year. This is true.
1: You tell me they're going to the Super Bowl.
0: I do. And every year, and they I do, mean it. And every year
1: they have it.
0: They don't. That's right.
1: It's kind of like Tennessee Volunteer football. Sorry. <laughs> easy, okay. Easy. Moving on. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> easy. Let's talk about working. Let's get into what we're talking about. Okay. Here's what we're going to talk about. I think the reason that we're not seeing discipleship in the church is because we have a misunderstanding or a partial view of the gospel, okay? So what what I mean is this. Now, probably a lot of us are saying, are you gonna dissect the gospel? We're gonna talk, I'm not gonna do too much of that. A lot of guys have written on that extensively. But what I'm saying is, a lot of us stop after someone gets saved, okay? So here's what you gotta realize. The gospel you believe leads to the disciple you produce, Mm. okay? So if you believe the gospel is Christ, man, or God, man, Christ, response, Greg Gilbert, if you read the book, What is Mm -hmm. the Gospel? Mm -hmm. uh, Which I think he does a good job there. Excellent book. Excellent book. The problem is he stops, in my opinion, at response.
0: Well, and you talk about it. um, We've got a book series called The Growing Up Book Series. And uh, one of those books, book number two, um, Firmly Planted, you talk about specifically salvation and how we can have assurance of salvation. Yeah. And so you drive a little bit deeper than that. So I, I would say that's a great one to, if you really want to understand what that's like or walk your discipleship group through it, yeah. that's a great one to
1: put up. And yeah, we use those books in our discipleship process. Uh, but, but here's what I would say. We stop at the decision point. Right. So the goal of many pastors listening, the goal of many leaders is, if I can get my lost friends to what? Pop quiz.
0: If you can get your lost friends to church.
1: Okay, Okay. yes, but to church to do
0: what? That's good. <laughs> to get saved. To get saved. Get saved. What does that mean? That, what does get saved mean? Get saved means uh, pray a prayer, pray surrender a prayer. their life to Christ. Repeat after uh, me. Lock in on, on eternity, get that ticket to heaven. Right. I mean, that's what we feel. As a parent, I can even say as a parent, Right. there's a part of me that thought, man, I just need to make sure both of my kids get saved.
1: Most parents think that way. They think as lo- once I get my kids saved, I'm good with, you know, good with life and I- my job's done. Yeah. Now, the problem is this. Number one is Jesus never asked anybody to be saved. That's, that's the first challenge we have, okay? Uh, biblically, if you move to the book of Acts, the gospel invitation was never to be saved but to mm. be what? Repent. True, but then leading to baptism. So the pu- if we want to be technical, the public invitation – was not walk an aisle, sign a card, raise a hand, open an eye, take a stand, next steps area. There was none of that. The gospel invitation was what?
0: Be baptized?
1: Co- yeah. Come follow me. Repent and be baptized. Yeah. Believe and be baptized. Be baptized, you know, and your whole house will be saved. Acts 16. Okay. okay. So I think the reason we're not engaged in discipleship today is because for years we've had this evangelistic, get saved, repeat a prayer culture. And here's mm-hmm. here's the thing I want you to think about. Could it be that the reason this generation of young people mm-hmm. are
0: defecting leaving, turning mm-hmm. their back on God after high school. What's, Statistical what's, fact. Yeah, what's the statistics? I don't know the numbers specifically, but I know that the millennials are the least engaged with the church. Yeah. And so, and, and I mean, that's not even this generation. That's that's a generation that's a little bit older. The upcoming generation, Generation Z, they're actually a little bit more involved. Mm. But neither one, in a sense, compared to boomers and Gen Xers like ourselves. Yeah.
1: I think our friend Ben Trueblood mm-hmm. uh wrote a book on this and I think mm-hmm. he said something yeah. to the effect of 67% are yes. leaving the church That's right. after high we school. We used to
0: say 90% or 80%. Yeah. Uh, but so they did the research like I'm tired of saying this anecdotal number. Right. How many students are actually leaving the church and yeah. so it's high which is not a, it's not a win. Yes, the number is better than right. we thought, but it's not a win that, you know, almost 70% of uh, of of eighteen year olds are saying I'm out and I don't want any more of this. Right now,
1: here's the thing though, could it be that the reason this generation is falling away is because the previous generation was taught if I could just get my kid to repeat a prayer and show up for Sunday school, I'm good with God. Discipleship happens at the church. Right. Drive-by Christianity happens on Wednesday. Uh, VBS happens during the week, during the summer. And if I can get my kids to quote-unquote events, then, then they'll be discipled. And now we're realizing that didn't happen, right. okay? So l- let's back up, though. How do we get here?
0: Well, I think it's a culture of what you said. Uh, everything we do is often driven by the metrics of success. And so whatever the metrics of success in the church are, and for a long time, I think they've been attendance. Baptism numbers, salvation numbers, and obviously giving, because without that you <laughs> you can't do any of these things. But I think because that has been the win, that's what we've celebrated. And I would even say there's a a championing voice that still says that's we're do, we're doing less of that now. We know statistically, at least in uh, Southern Baptist denomination, I, know, I feel like it's more than just that. But to be to be totally clear, we are declining in salvations and baptisms as well, and so. If that has been what you have won with in the past, I think people are saying now, leaders I know are saying, we need to return to more evangelism, which we are not saying in any way that we shouldn't be doing evangelism or that we shouldn't have more evangelism. We're ramping up efforts in our own church right now to see great amounts of evangelistic things take place.
2: So that's the only number we ever hear. It's, yeah, if it's right.
0: the only number we ever hear, then maybe, maybe there's a connection, a correlation, if you will, between people walking away from the church and saying, that's, that's not anything beyond a sales pitch. Yeah. And I purchased the product, and it didn't deliver, and now I'm out. Okay, now think mm-hmm. about
1: that. If the goal is repeated prayer salvation, and if success is baptism, let's just take it to baptism. Let's say the success is baptism. High five, uh, congratulate, bring your family, I'm baptized. And then after that point, what you do for Christ is optional. That's that's what I'm talking about. Half the gospel. Yeah. See, we bring we bring people from lostness to conversion, but we never take them com- from conversion to glorification through sanctification. Mm-hmm. Or okay. we
0: do. It's a add-on. It's, it's like optional. The tra- we're throwing that in the trailer behind the truck. Right.
1: <laughs> or even worse, I liken it to uh, purchasing a car. Yeah. Uh, you got a car recently? I did. Uh, you bought a car? A it, rogue. It was a rogue. Yeah. So you. Two years old. You bought you know, two years I never old. Never new to you.
0: It was new to me, You yes. never buy it new, though? No, I never buy new. Why not? Uh, I just feel like it's a waste of a lot of money. Really? That's just me. You lose the
1: warranty, though, right away.
0: Um, no, you get a warranty still on oh, it. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, anyway, you... <laughs>
1: We've taken the left turn.
0: <laughs> if we want to you
1: talk a finances, car. we can go there, my friend. Okay, you it. bought he <laughs> bought a car. It was new to you. It is new to me, that's Okay. Right. So most people when they buy a car, they'll go to the lot and they'll yeah. say, Okay, I want this, I want a rogue. Okay. Right. But I want I want all the power options. Uh right. I don't want the sunroof, let's say. Although yeah. you have the sunroof. Who,
0: no, I don't have a sunroof. Oh, you don't have a sunroof? Okay. I don't know why anyone would get a sunroof. I know. Honestly. I keep
1: mine closed ninety nine percent. Okay. But then- <laughs>
0: What do you do with a sunroof? Well,
1: it's when your kids randomly want to just ride on the interstate with their head out, <laughs> you know, which my want to. Which I've anyway, never done. Which maybe, maybe for the <laughs> record I may have never done that. For but the anyway. record you have never done that. Okay, but here's the thing. So, um, what were we talking about? Okay, so you go, you, go to the, you go to the dealership, and this is how people choose Christianity. They go to the dealership, and they say, I want a Rogue. I want power steering. I want power locks. I want uh, the V6 engine. I don't want a sunroof, the moonroof. I don't want Sirius radio, and I don't need tinted uh, windows. Okay, right. That's how they choose a car. And then what the salesman does is they find that car, and they say, okay, here's your package vehicle. Would you like? Yes, I'll take it. That's how people choose Christianity today. They come to Christ, and they, it's like buying a car. They say, hey, I want this salvation thing, right, because I definitely don't want to go to hell. I want fire insurance. I want a ticket to heaven, and if I can secure that, then I'm good. Now, this optional obedience, that's not something I want. <laughs> Coming to church, I definitely don't want that. Um, memorizing scripture, not a chance. Discipleship groups, life group, I'm not involved in that, I, but I still want to go to heaven. Okay so we have created this culture where people have been taught if you just say a prayer and ha- here's the word faith then you'll be saved. Now what we're going to do is in the time to left we're going to unpack the word faith because I think the problem with our gospel understanding can be reduced to the word faith and the misunderstanding we have in our modern American Western culture, or those listening overseas, even in a Western culture, our modern understanding of what faith is. Because we think faith is what? To have faith in something. Belief. True. There's belief. But belief, is belief more action or mindset? mindset. Mindset. Yes. In the Western American culture, belief is like an intellectual ascent. I believe the facts of something, right? I know all the facts. And if I get the facts right and I can put the right words in the right blanks, then I'll I'll be saved. And so when we come back from our break, what I want to do is unpack the word faith and I want to give us a more modern, or I want to give us an ancient word in a modern feel. And I think it's going to really unlock for us Why we're in a non discipleship culture. And if we change and tweak this, Mm -hmm. it's going to change everything for us.
0: We'll talk more about
2: that after this break. Number three. Hey, it's your favorite fact checker, Dylan, here. What I want to tell you guys about today is our equipping cohort that we have offered to you online. This is a cohort of pastors and church leaders that you can jump in at any time. And what we want to do is help you guys implement a vision that is compelling and one that your church can understand because we know that sometimes that can be tough. Um, We've learned some things here with Replicate and at Long Hollow and churches in the past that we want to pass along to you guys. So in this equipping cohort, here's some of the things you're going to get. You're going to get 10 different training sessions over a six-month period um, that are one hour. Pastor Robbie and the Replicate team are doing all those training videos, and we want to teach you... Some things that uh, that we've learned here that we think are really helpful for your church. Some of those training videos are things like creating a customized discipleship pathway for your church. Because every church is a little bit different. It needs to look different for you than it does for us. Um, we got the, the ed- essentials of discipleship groups. What are those things? How do we make sure they're in our groups? And then moving from your ministry from a menu to a map. Um, what does that mean and how do you do it in your church? Also, in addition to those videos you're going to get a one-hour online Q&A call with Pastor Robbie and the team every month. We take one hour, we have a little bit of training at the beginning, and then we want to open the floor up to you guys to ask any questions you've got going on because you're going to run into things uh, as you're implementing your pathway that, uh, that you know we've probably experienced before. You've got questions about them. We found this to be a really helpful format for everybody so far. We hope that you'll join in. If you'll go to replicate.org slash cohort, you can jump in today.
0: And we're back. Today on the podcast, we're talking about gospel allegiance. And one of the things that we've been focusing in on is this word faith. Yes. And before the break, we talked about how faith is kind of a mindset. And you were going to clarify, what is it if it's not a mindset?
1: Yeah. So the modern versions of the word faith, you got to understand, faith and trust and belief are English words. Okay? Those were not words and let's just put it this way: they were not even words in Jesus's vocabulary. Think about that. Now, pistos, the word "faithfulness" or "faith," where we get that was in his vocabulary. Uh, the the Latin version of the word "faith" was around, but Jesus didn't speak Latin in a sense. And Jesus, you know, he spoke Greek and, and Hebrew and Aramaic. And so, we have to go back to what Jesus would have had in mind and Paul would have had in mind. As far as the options to choose from when they're trying to describe what the gospel is and our response to the gospel. Yeah. Okay, so let's go back to the to the crucial text where oh, Paul boy. talks about. Yeah, Paul talks about the gospel and faith in one book. Do you know where it is? Not going to give I, don't,
0: you... I, I know the statement, okay. but I don't know the book location. Really? Yes. Okay. Dylan, I, I think I know the statement. Hold on, Dylan.
1: <laughs> do you know where it is? Gospel and faith. It's one of the pillar books of Paul. Oh I mean, boy! Yeah, I, I mean know. it's like the book.
2: Okay, is are we counting Romans as one Romans he wrote? Romans is one I he wrote. Yes, Romans is one he wrote. If I were
0: going to guess, I would have guessed that. <laughs> really? Okay, <laughs> but you, I didn't want to guess. Do you know what? Chapter? I'm not doing too well lately I mean, on my guesses. Uh, apparently, waiters. by the jersey. <laughs>
2: yeah, you make me nervous on guesses because you don't. <laughs> okay, so get the many, question yeah. is this: What chapter, one through
1: sixteen?
0: I'm going to go chapter sixteen. Close. Man, fifteen. One. One. (laughs) Uh, I knew it. I
1: knew it. Okay, here's what he says. For I am not ashamed of the what? The gospel. For it is the power of God for everyone who believes, first for the Jew, then for the Greek. Okay, but then, then verse 17, you watch this. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness. Now, some people translate it from first to last or from faith to faith, and I'll show you how. I think First to Laugh is not, not the best translation. From faith to faith, just as it is written, the what? The righteous shall live faith. by faith. Now, from a Western perspective, okay, I'm, I'm using this to share the gospel with you. The righteous shall live by faith. What am I communicating to you with that verse? Uh,
0: believing that, uh, you know, putting my mental... Agreement behind what you're, how I should be living,
1: right? Agreement. That's a great word. Agreement. I'm agreeing with you, which is part of it. You have to agree, but for Paul, the 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 better translation, according to Matthew Bates, which I think he's right, the better translation is allegiance. Mm -hmm. So now, what he says in the book is, and I think I think this is good to say, every time you see the word faith, it's not always allegiance. It's kind of nuanced, but most of the time it is. And if you just change your perspective from faith to allegiance, it changes the whole thing, okay? So let's take this verse. Where is Paul, another pop quiz, I know it's early. Where is Paul quoting uh, Romans 1.17, for the righteous shall live by faith? Where is he quoting from? Does anyone know? Wow.
0: I mean, I want to throw out Isaiah, but I, I could be off. Okay.
2: Okay. Mm. Dylan, I don't know, but I'm going to take a stab with Deuteronomy. See, that was my second choice.
0: (laughs) Vic Green, do you have a choice? Vic Green is with us here in the studio, and he's going to shout out his choice. I would say Isaiah or Deuteronomy. I okay. wow.
1: Anybody have anything else? Colton? Oh, or boy. Jonathan, we're not oh, even close. This God. is letting Ryan me know goes. we're wrong. Something okay.
0: tells me we are not <laughs> <Okay>. correct. <laughs> 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 Habakkuk. Oh. Habakkuk? Wow. Yes. I was never correct. That was
1: his third choice. Okay. <laughs> that was not <laughs> a, a fair Habakkuk question. 25. That would have been my 60th <laughs> <laughs> choice. Yeah. yeah, that's 66. Okay. But that, 60th. 60. Okay. I wouldn't have, you know, Proverbs Well, you already picked two. Revelation. <laughs> okay, yeah.
0: I wouldn't have chosen anything past the epistles. Okay, now here's
1: the thing Habakkuk 2.5 says, the righteous shall live by faith now that keyword faith is the hebrew word emunah okay now we've talked about emunah before e m u n a h emunah emunah is a word that means faith and it can mean faith but it's more than that it's more robust than that okay it also means steadfastness it also means fidelity and it also means allegiance now, now you're going to like this. Loyalty is another way to think of it. The, the righteous shall live by loyalty. The righteous shall live by steadfastness. Now, the first time we see this word is all the way back in Exodus. We talked about this before, but Exodus 17, we find this word when Moses and the Israelites are bowing the Amalekites, and uh, they're in battle, remember this, and Moses is holding his hands up, they prevail Moses drops his hands. They suffer from defeat. And so Aaron and Ur get on side of him. They hold his hands up, Mm -hmm. and it says they prevailed. And here's what it says. Uh, Let me pull this up because this is an interesting insight here. It says, as Moses' hands remained steady, verse uh, chapter, uh, what is this, Exodus 17, verse 12, as Moses' hands remained steady, that's the word, amunah, they prevailed. So faith is not just intellectual assent. It is is intellect that leads to action. Without action, there is no faith. It's faith without works. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. And now you see why James wrote a whole book about this. Okay, (laughs) but let me give you a word to think about. Instead of faith, let's translate it as faithfulness. Because hmm. faithfulness, I think, is the idea of allegiance. So the righteous shall live by faithfulness. Now, let's go back to Romans. And this is an interesting way to look at this, but look at what Romans says. Paul says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel, the power of God for everyone who believes, first for the Jew, then for the Greek. For in it, the righteousness from, of God is being revealed from faith to faith. Okay? Now, let's take faith and translate that as allegiance. Okay? From allegiance to allegiance. What does that mean? From allegiance to allegiance. The righteousness of God is revealed from allegiance to allegiance. I think what he's saying there is from the allegiance of Christ to the Father, we then then now have the ability to have allegiance to Christ. Yeah. Think about that now. Change the whole verse. I was thinking about this this morning. Change the whole verse. So as Christ was allegiant to his Father, okay, willingly submitted himself, taking on the form of servant. Um, and submit himself to the Father, even to the point of death, death on the cross, Philippians 2. As Christ was allegiant, therefore we're allegiant to Christ. So the question now is not, this is how I'm starting to think of this, so what do we do with this? The question is not, did you say a prayer when you were seven?
0: Uh, the que- I yeah. don't know. You I, may didn't, have said it, I didn't, but yeah, I'm just thinking about it. Or 12. It. Yeah. No, for me it was 16. 16.
2: Okay, yeah. Dylan. Yeah, I was pretty young. Pretty young. I don't know how old I was. I got oh, the cardamom. Oh, so I can remember. look.
0: Dylan, do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? Did you say a prayer?
2: I did say a prayer. Okay, but I think my life has reflected more than just a yes. prayer. See, see the easy, difference. Easy, Hopefully, okay. you guys you would vouch for me on that. See the difference now. <laughs> you see the difference now, though. Yes.
1: The difference is not, little Johnny. Did you say the right words and pass the theological, spiritual test when you were a kid? The question is, where's your allegiance today? Do you know I'm saying? Now take that concept and plug it into the New Testament. That's why there are so many verses that say, "He who finishes to the end will be saved." He who perseveres to the end. Okay. And what, what you have is now. I'm not saying we work to be saved. I was so going to say, let's be real. Yeah. Real don't careful. Hear what I'm not saying. I want to make sure we don't miss We work to be saved because is, the allegiance itself is a gift from God. Okay. For, for by allegiance or faith we've been saved. Through grace, not of our own doings, the gift of God, not of our Okay, we get that. But the allegiance is a gift and the faith is a gift so that we are allegiant to Christ. But the reality is it's way more than just saying a prayer. Now, if we take that concept to our discipleship group, and let's bring it home. Okay. How do you keep someone accountable to be allegiance to Christ? Is it just show up on Sunday, we'll see you next week? Uh, probably, not. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. Probably not. I'm going to vote no. Yeah, probably not. And then here's the thing. What is it then? Uh, How do you keep someone allegiant to follow Christ, to live for Christ, to love their wife as Christ loved the church? It's
0: just about being obedient to God's word. Are, Are we living that out?
1: Yeah, in what context? In a discipleship relationship. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. What I'm saying is you cannot live out or you're not likely to live out the allegiance to Christ that God has called us to alone. Right? Right. Like, like you, There's no drive-by Christianity. There's no isolated uh, spirituality, you, God created us for community. And when we're living in community, we're spurring one or another on to allegiance and good works for God. And so I just think this is a, a fascinating concept to think about. So for those, let's just kind of put a pin on it. for those listening, instead of saying, are you saved by faith alone in Christ alone, which is great. The question you need to ask on the follow-up is how is your allegiance to Christ today?
0: Some great content. Uh, we definitely want to uh, give a shout-out about the book, Gospel Allegiance by Matthew W. Bates. Uh, a lot more information about that topic. If you're interested, thanks for listening, as always. And don't forget, as Robbie mentioned earlier, to uh, rate us somewhere on whatever, wherever you get your podcast, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating, and we appreciate you listening. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty. If you don't mind, take a moment to subscribe and share the podcast. You can find out more about disciple making, resources related to disciple making, and our customized training on our website at replicate.org.